Have you ever wondered why you could not go from being a hearing Christian to a doing Christian? Have you ever noticed that there is a huge divide between what you hear on a Sunday and actually getting the things done that are preached? If you are anything like me, you are tired of hearing great word on a Sunday and not knowing what to do with it come Monday. This podcast will provide you with practical steps that will help you significantly grow your Christian life and put you way ahead of where you used to be and put to sleep those old frustrations of unfulfilled expectations. I am Craig Venn. And this is the Building the Kingdom Q&A podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another amazing episode of the Building the Kingdom Q&A podcast. I have a great episode for you this morning. Uh, some pretty cool stuff. Um, I'm going to have to let down my guard a little bit and, and uh, let you in and, and uh, kind of become a little bit vulnerable. Um, and I want to show you the inside or the inner working of, of um, something that went wrong. <laughs> And um, a, a moment where I did not respond like an eagle. Um, and it was a moment of embarrassment. But I think, <laughs> I think if I share it and give you the, um, if I give you the, what do you call it? The illustration and show you how it works. I think you're going to be able to get something out of it and it'll bless you. So let's do this. Podcast. My name is Craig, and uh, I am an associate with the um, Kingdom Builders Ministries International Church in Solaris Pass, and we have another um, location in Cirrus, uh, one in the Helderberg, one in the Witzenberg. Um, beautiful mountain ranges um, in our in our province here in the Western Cape in South Africa. Um, and we are coming to you under the watchful eye of our senior pastor and leader, Pastor Vernon Oren. So what an amazing man of God. What a what an honor to be serving with him in the vision that the Lord has given him. Uh, and uh, I would encourage those of you who are listening, um, if you do not have a home church and a pastor who can pastor you, then you're probably not going to see the things that the Lord has for you, the real thing. I know uh, you, you might be seeing something, but I don't think it's 100% the thing. That the Lord has for you. Now, I also have a co-host today. You can hear him in the background. He's screeching and squawking and, <laughs> and carry on. His name is Wilson. Okay, if you've never met Wilson, his name is Wilson. He is an African grey parrot. Um, and uh, he belongs to Senior Pastor Vernon Orenson. And he is in my room, uh, standing on my um, on my cupboard or shelf thing that I have here. Uh, that I, I put my fingers in, and um, I think he's a bit jealous because he's not getting the attention that he wants, and now he's squawking and carrying on. But there's a reason why I brought him into this episode uh, with me today because it's something I want to tell you. Um, I, I need to make a confession, <clears throat> and it, it's not a great confession, I, I must tell you, but it, it, it's going to serve you and going to help you. I was, um, I had plans actually to, to talk about something else today. We had an amazing weekend, um, uh, and uh, we were in. Um, our church's women's event. Um, uh, we have an, uh, an associate pastor couple, um, Pastor Joey Phillies and, and, and Pastor Monique Phillies, an amazing couple, um, who serve as associate pastors within the ministry, within KBN. And um, one of the functions that Pastor Monique takes up then is to head up um, sort of this conference, this event, plus she does um, a bunch of other stuff as well. Um, 
within the ministry. And um, she put her team together and and, uh, and over the years, she's been able to run a very successful women's event. Um, like really successful. Uh, just a, a, a wonderful event to be able to attend and, and had um, really great fruit. And um, uh, I'll be honest, <clears throat> um, I went... We've had a really crazy couple of weeks, couple of months. Um, 2020 has just been a, a strange year, as you all know. And I was getting ready to go into this event. Um, and I had no real function there other than to, to help with the music. And um, I was inside, to be honest, I was kind of griping a little bit. I was like, oh, I don't feel like I'm, I just, I'm so tired. I don't want to be... Why am I going to a women's event? I'm a dude. I'm not even supposed to be here. Um, and I was kind of like, okay, I'll go. There's going to be food. So, heck, let's go do that. <laughs> and uh, I went and I, um, I was sitting, I, I was working on something before the event started. I had my laptop open on my lap and I was just working um, on something else. And um, the worship leader came over to me and she says, Craig, Oh gosh, I'm so sorry to have to do this to you. Um, I should have asked you before, but won't you come and, and help us with the music? Won't you come and, and play guitar? Uh, and I was sitting there, look, <laughs> I kind of looked at that. I said, "I'm already griping inside, um, but I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this um, <laughs> and, and earn my food. I can't just eat for free. So all right, I'll go do this." And uh, I went into what is. I guess what you call our musician's box and I sat behind my guitar and we, we um, started uh, the event and and I sat there um, and as the different testimonies came through I was riveted to my seat in the musician I didn't move from my seat in the musician's box for the next six hours it was in a six hour event um, and I, I was glued to my spot for what I was hearing and what was coming out of uh, my sister's mouths was just nothing short of extraordinary. I was blown away. I was drinking in almost every word that was being said by these women. It was heartbreaking it was encouraging it was there was such a dichotomy of different emotions that i was feeling i i, I was so blessed um i guess i guess within the kingdom i guess you could say that my my gift personally is to teach uh as as far as what i do um in 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 that realm in that sort of thing but i can honestly say <laughs> that on Saturday, the teacher became the student. And I just sat and I listened. And from older women that have been married for 40, 50 years, that have had kids, who have buried some of their children, um, to young um, wives who are having their first sort of couple of kids and struggling with how it all is supposed to work and how to go through um, all of life doing motherhood um, 
been a wife, being a, a, a daughter-in-law, um, a sister-in-law, all, all this, um, and then having having to do all this and and getting stuck at certain places and and how do I make it? How do I stay stay sane through this whole process and be there at the end? How do I? I, I think that's that's kind of for the for the young mothers and the young wives. Um, the, the, the struggle and the thought is how do I be there at the end? How do I make it to 20, 30, 40 years? Um, and, and having these older women on the altar teach the younger women, literally right there in front of us. It was just an amazing experience. I was, I was just, I, I must say I was totally, totally undone by what I saw. I, I didn't realize it was going to And for six hours, I stayed stuck. When get somebody to eat, come back, sit down, go to the bathroom, come back, sit down. I just couldn't get enough of this. I was just so encouraged and so um, empowered by what I was hearing. And if you didn't, uh, if you didn't get it, get it or see it or whatever, try and find it somewhere on Facebook or get a hold of us through the email address and say, hey, how can I get some of that um, information? Because it truly was amazing. Um, and the reason why I'm telling you that whole story is while these while these ladies are talking, um, and th what they did is on the, on the stage, they set up like a, a lounge and they made it almost like a talk show. Um, and they would have the different ladies sit down and say, all right, this is what we're dealing with now in this panel discussion. And they'd say, all right, we're dealing with this thing. And they would each share their testimonies. And then they would say, um, and the theme was, I am. And so what am I or who am I? Because so often these ladies, um, in everything that they have to face, eventually start losing identity. And they feel less than, they feel weak, they feel um, all these different emotions. And then through the things that they've survived and what they testified about, they, they held up a card and said, I am. And they say, a strong woman or a powerful woman or, a, or, or this whole thing. And um, uh, Pastor Monique and, and, and um, her team put this all together. It was just, she's got a great team. Um, that she's been able to to work with and it just just really amazing and so while all this is going on um i'm sitting um in the musician's box i don't know i got a pen in my pocket and i don't have anything to write on so i grab a serviette off the table thankfully one of the saving graces was right behind me was the food table so that was amazing i mean you anybody that knows me if i'm close to a food table i'll survive anything <laughs> I hardly even got the, the, the food table because of what everything was going on. But I grabbed a serviette, um, a napkin, and I put it down on the top of my amplifier and I began to write. And it, um, it was, it, I was just so encouraged. And I was writing down these different things, these different statements. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is the stuff I'm going to talk about in, in, um, in my next podcast. These are the different topics. And I wrote down like six different things. And I thought, this is six different episodes. Um, that I received right here, um, that I'm going to be able to share. And I was, I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do that. So I put, I've, I've got that serviette right in front of me now. Uh, it's kind of crumpled up and, and the handwriting isn't great, but it's right here. And there's so many different topics. And I'm not going to tell you what they are, but when I get to it, I'll tell you. Um, it's not going to be in this episode, but I had all that. And then um, the reason why um, I'm telling you that part of the story is because this morning, um, I just, in fact, came out of out of my early morning prayer. I have an early morning prayer session, um, and I uh, I went through to the kitchen afterwards. I was, I was going to come and lay down this this track, this podcast, um, this um this episode, and on 
as you look out of the window um, in our house, uh, you look over um, the the veranda, the patio, the porch, whatever you want to call it, um, and we are living in the foothills of the Haldeberg Mountain. So we live almost right right in the foothills of the mountain. So you see the Haldeberg Mountain, and then it stretches out round. Um, you see this um, Hottentots, Holland, or Overberg, whatever you want to call it, a mountain range that stretches off to the right-hand side of the Helderberg Mountain. Um, it's just a glorious view. I mean, I, I love mountains. I love the mountains. I love to see the mountains. It's just beautiful mountains. And, and it's early morning. Um, and um, in the background, um, uh, Divan is making a cup of coffee. I said, Craig, do you want coffee? And I said, oh, yeah, yeah, get, um, get me some coffee. And, and um, he's making me coffee. And I began to look out at these beautiful mountains. Now, at that time of morning, you, um, that side is, is towards the east. Um, so what happens is at that time of morning, so you've got the sky beginning to light up with a blue that's turning into the yellow. And you've got the contrast of these dark sort of, gray purplish mountains it's just splendid glorious view and the sun is coming up and like you're hearing now i'm hearing <laughs> i could hear wilson squawking and screeching in the background and i'm seeing all this and then my whole thing changed because i was so going to talk to you about all the stuff that i had written down in my napkin that i'd gotten from <laughs> from the women's event and then I couldn't do it because um, it kind of changed. And what I want to talk to you about is you hearing Wilson in the background. I want to tell you about the time um, that I really lost my temper. I want to tell you about that. A couple of, couple of weeks ago, I was on Facebook. And uh, I think somebody sent me a post. And on the post, you see um, an eagle. And on the eagle's back is a crow. Now the only, and the, the, the guy writes out this whole story. I don't know who it was, I don't know where it came from, and I don't know why it's not there anymore. There was a great post and it looks like it's been taken down for some of the reasons it's crazy, I don't know why. But I'm looking for it. If anybody knows where it is, I'm looking for it. <clears throat> so, um, the only bird that is willing to challenge an eagle is a crow. Um, so he, he, sits on, he sits on the eagle's back and he begins to pick and to scratch and to bite at the eagle's back and head and so on and so forth. And strangely enough, the eagle actually doesn't respond. He doesn't get the, the crow doesn't get a response out of the eagle. The eagle just sits there and allows um, this crow to pick at it and to bite and to scratch and to carry on. Um, because this this crow is actually obnoxious and, and it's dirty and nasty. But this, the eagle just sits there and lets him do it. And what the eagle then does to get rid of this pest is um, he starts flying. He, he goes up and, and and that's okay for the crow because the crow can also fly. But he stays and he holds on to the eagle. Um, and then what the eagle does is he starts climbing high. Now anybody that knows in, like a little bit about eagles, eagles can fly super high. And the way they do that, it doesn't take a lot of effort. They stretch out their wings and they go into what you would call thermals. So now in the atmosphere, 
You've got columns of air, huge, enormous columns of air that are hot. And so what happens to hot air? It goes up. Hot air rises, right? And then you've got these huge columns of air that, that are cold. And so what happens to cold air? Cold air goes down. So hot air goes up and then cold air goes down. So anybody that's ever flown in an airplane, that's what turbulence is. You hit those pockets of air that are going down and then you hit pockets of air that are going up. And that's kind of how that works. So what an eagle does is he stretches out his wings. He just gets to a certain altitude, certain height, stretches out his wings, and then he catches the thermals and he stays in a thermal. So he finds the hot air and then he begins, he stays within that huge column and that air is rising. So he doesn't have to do anything. It just takes, it just naturally takes him up higher and higher because his wings are stretched out. It's just really amazing how he does it. And so when he he's able to fly at certain heights and breathe at certain heights and see at certain heights and do all those kind of things, and it's at a higher altitude than the crow is able to handle. And so the crow starts suffocating at that height. He gets to a certain height and he goes, oh gosh, it's too high. It's too, or whatever. There's not enough atmosphere for me to breathe. And so he just lets go and, and falls until he can, you know, if maybe he survives, he'll, he'll, he'll catch breath again and um, be able to do that. And that's kind of how our lives work. And I'll tell you how it relates um, to everything that I was doing um, is, is, well, let me t let me put it to you this way. The other day, so that I can get this out of the way. The other day, I was um, I was working. I was busy, and Wilson, our co-host today, who is squawking and screeching and, and competing, <laughs> competing for mic time. He was sitting on my shoulder. He's very sociable. Um, he likes to be around people. He likes to talk. He likes to be where the action is. Um, and he's not happy if he's closed off in a cage or in a room somewhere. He wants to be wherever it's happening um, and so the little habit is he sits on on somebody's shoulder somebody in the house sits on a shoulder or on a head or on a thing somewhere where uh there's a thing going on so i was busy but i had him on my shoulder now he's very smart so what he does is the moment i get like irritated not like because he'll do a whole bunch of stuff he'll poop on you he'll do all sorts of stuff and i was like oh wilson i'm busy with this thing i'm doing um and so I'll reach over and he knows that when I reach over to grab him, he knows I'm, I'm getting ready to take him on my shoulder and put him down. So what he'll do is he'll run around my back and down into the, like down my back, almost to the middle of my back, um, sort of to my waist. And he'll hang on me um, because he knows I can't reach in there. He knows like I can't, I can't get to him. And so I'll be reaching and fighting. And the only way I can get him off is to sit down somewhere and, and kind of lie in something. And then he can, I know it's like, a, I know guys, I know it's a whole process. It's crazy. There's so, so much effort for a parrot, but anyway, so, and then he's part of the family. So what can I do? So, and then he'll climb off and then I can get him. But now I was busy and it was starting to get irritating. And I put my hands behind him, bit my hand. It was like, Oh my God. And he bit it hard. It was bleeding. And then he climbed back up and he bite me in my ear and bite me in my neck and bite me like, bite me. I was like, Oh my God. Gosh, this is crazy. This bird is biting me. It's irritating. I'm busy. I got like a billion things. And guess what I did? Lost my temper. So I like, oh, I don't know what to do. And I grabbed my jersey and I pulled my jersey. Now he's stuck on my jersey. He's, he's holding onto my jersey. And Wilson, whose wings are clipped for a moment, his wings are clipped so he can't fly away. And for that moment, he flew because I grabbed and I pulled my jersey off. So I was so angry that he flew. And he flew, I was, I was standing in the scullery, he flew and poof into the scullery and poof on the floor. And then he looked up at me and now Wilson has, a, his wings are clipped, but he's still busy, he can fly, so he's, he's permanently doing that. 
Um, and then he looked up at me like, like, what did I do? <laughs> so I picked him up and I'm still angry and I put him on the thing um, where he's supposed to be with all his food and his, his little purses. And I, ah, I'm so angry with you. And in that moment, I knew I just lost my temper. And I felt, I'll tell you, I felt really bad. And the thing is, people were standing around me and they saw. The pastor was standing right there and he saw me lose my temper. Divine was standing right there and he, they saw me lose my temper. So I'm feeling bad and stupid um, because I lost my temper. I lost control. Um, and not only that, I'm trying to keep a strong face to act like I'm right. And, ah, uh, you know, the bird and this was terrible. And, and they're like, oh, Wilson, is Wilson okay? Wilson's fine. Never mind my face, which got bit in my ears. Don't worry about me. <laughs> so I'm going through this whole thing. But I know on the inside, I lost my temper. And it, I lost control. And it felt really bad. It felt so bad that when I went into 5 a.m. prayer, it was during the 5 a.m. and then we were fasting and praying. So that makes it even like 10 times worse. I lost my temper um, and all that during fasting and prayer. <laughs> and I was sitting in fasting and prayer. Now we have those of you who have not attended our, our, our 5 a.m. Uh, prayer. We have a time, we, we follow the divine pattern of prayer um, and we pray through the house of God, through the temple. And I got to the waters of the word of God. I got to the brazen laver and um, started confessing the scripture, Lord, you know, if any man sin, let him confess his sin. God is faithful to forgive him, cleanse him of all unrighteousness. Uh, 1 John 1 verse 9. And I was, so I was there at the waters. I was like, oh, i got to confess this thing. And so I put my talith over my head. And I was like, oh, Lord, forgive me for losing my temper. Um, and, uh, you know, cleanse me and forgive me. And that was it, right? So, um, and uh, you're probably wondering why I told this story now. The reason why I'm telling that is because I, I lost my temper. Um, I should have just flown higher. I, I responded and reacted um, to a thing that was going on instead of just calmly doing what I needed to do. And I know it's, it's just an illustration. It's like, oh, Craig, what? But if you look at your life and you look at the eagle and the crow, how the eagle is supposed to respond um, He's supposed to just fly higher. And I'm not saying I'm going to fly high now so Wilson can fall off. I'm trying to bring this back because Wilson's never going to fall off. So I'm trying to bring this back to your life and for you to understand that there's certain people that are going to sit in your back and try and ride um, on your graces. They're going to try and ride on your favor. And they're going to irritate you. They're going to pick at you and tell you why you can't and why you shouldn't and why you're not good enough and all this kind of thing. The only, the only suitable, um, correct response is not even to talk to that situation, not even to try and get that crow to shut up or to get off your back or to stop biting even. All you got to do, you got to just act like it's not there and just be you. Just do you. Spread your wings. Find the updraft of air, the thermal that goes up, that huge column of favor, find it. The thing that takes you up and get it, just spread your wings, that's all you're going to have to do, and fly into that thing, and just go as high and as far and as fast as you can. 
if you look back, by the time you reach a certain height, that crow's not even going to be there anymore. But the crow is trying to get you to fight back so he can stop you from flying. That's what he's trying to do. And so that's why he's picking at you and trying to get your attention and trying to make you think, oh, I've got to, I've got to, I've got to. No, you don't have to do anything. you just got to do you. You've got to operate in your gift in the grace that God has given you, whatever that is. You've got to spread your wings, get into the thermal, and just let the favor and the grace of God take you to the heights that you need to be at. And those people, those haters, those people that have tried to say horrible things about you, try to do horrible things about you, if you look back around, they're just not going to be there anymore. They're going to be gone. And and it's it's almost like what they're trying to do is get you to stop flying. And that's exactly what they want you to do. Eagles don't... Um, Eagles don't fellowship. They don't work with crows. Crows eat, they're scavengers. They eat what's already dead, right? Eagles hunt. Eagles are hunters. They're predators. They see a target, they go after it. Um, crows eat the leftovers. Crows eat, and that's why crows are hanging around you, because they know you're going to kill. They know you're going to get something. They know you're going to go after something. You're going to go get it. Once you got it, there's going to be leftovers. And they just want that. And so that's why they hang, that's why they, they hang around you. Because um, they, 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 they eat dirty, dead stuff. They, they're, not, they're lazy. They're not willing to fight and get their own thing. Um, and so they want to live off of your blessing. And so that's not a cool person to have around you. Um, they just scavenge the whole time. Um, they scavenge, and 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 they don't they don't they don't bring anything to the party. And you don't want people like that around you. But you don't have to get rid of them. You don't have to do that. All you have to do is soar. And the higher you go, the more difficult it is for a crow to stay with you, because crows don't handle heights well. They have no need to be up there. Dead stuff lies on the ground. That's why they keep on staying there. And they're if they do attack, they attack um, um, defenseless animals. Um, you, you, you don't know. You might or might not know this. Um, I had a friend um, years and years ago. We were in primary school together, and he's. I think his uncle had a farm here somewhere in the Helderberg. And um, one of the, the things that, that they would do um, on the farm, um, they had lambs. They had sheep and lambs. And what the crows would do is that they'd have to shoot the crows. They'd have to watch because the crows would always pick out the eyes of the lambs. Can you believe that? That's so gross. Um, they'd do that. Because uh, that's what crows do. They pick out the vision of lambs. They eat. The, they, they go after the eyes. Lambs are defenseless. They can't stop the crow from doing it. And so they come and they do that. They pick out the, actually the eyes of the lambs. And that's why they have to shoot them. But, but that's what crows do. They, they go after the vision of the lamb. And that's what we are. We, sometimes we, the Lord recognizes us as lambs. Um, and these crows, they're just going after our vision. But every now and again, you just can't be a lamb. You've got to be an eagle. So they say, I'm just going to fly high here. I'm just going to go do something amazing with my life. I'm not just going to be average. I'm going to go do something amazing. I'm going to get out there and change the world. I'm going to add value to as many people as possible. I'm just going to find them. I'm going to find what they need. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna get it to them. I'm gonna go. Okay, this group of people needs this thing, and I'm gonna do what I can to get it to them. I'm gonna make sure they get it. 
and I'm going to solve like a billion problems, a ton of problems I'm just going to take care of um, because they need that. Why are you doing that? Those, when you look back, those crows are just gone because they, they can't survive at that height. Crows are selfish. They don't think about anything but themselves. And, and you don't have to fight them. You don't have to get rid of them. You just do you. You just go, okay, the kingdom, the attitude of the kingdom is to serve. That's the whole thing, is to serve. If I can serve, if I can find a bunch of people who need something, I'm going to find them. I'm going to solve their problems. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do that. I'm gonna, if you need this, I'm going to find out how to get it to you. Um, if you need fellowship um, to bring you closer to the church, I'm going to do that. Whatever it is. I don't know what it is, but, but that's how you get rid of crows. And so I, I wanted to tell you that story um, so that you'd understand um, that I lost my temper and I realized this is the thing. Um, it, wasn't, it wasn't just losing my temper. It was just understanding um, that that's how people are. And I, that's something that I needed to deal with. And that's some, like something I'm doing now. And so don't lose your temper when people are picking at you. Just fly high. Guys, the kingdom's out there. Go get it.